When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Tuesday's Craig Anderson and Friends podcast, where we'd like to extend our good wishes to the people of our Blue Football Club who looked after us like the sun they never wanted as they handed out a solid body into Brecon City in the 326th Angus Derby of the season. I'm Graham Thillis, and a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from me. Today I'm joined by two men who need no New, no new Year resolution, New Year, New Me resolutions, as they're absolutely perfect Andy Harrow and Tom Watt. Hello. Hiya. Um, so today, what we're going to do, because it's a Tuesday and there's no Premiership football and we we all saw well we we saw one lower league game this weekend so we can discuss that at length but instead of that we're going to go through um, the transfer window to, to date and we're going to discuss all the incomings and outgoings from each club um, of everyone in the top flight and a couple in the Championship as well uh, we'll then go on to our best 11 of under 21s which is good because I couldn't find an under 21 goalkeeper so that'll be, <laughs> <that's funny. laughs> that'll be something laugh so we'll just we'll go through the we'll go through the, the premiership alphabetically uh, once again a massive shout out to Nanny's Toe Poker um, as it's, his list has been a massive help to all of us so yes coming and going so first of all we've got Aberdeen um, who have just as the fathers of the just released Greg Tansy and uh, Max Lowe has disappeared back to Derby County on loan. Um, so, yeah, first of all, Aberdeen save an airfare on Greg Pansy, so that's <laughs> got, to be, got to be good news to the club in that respect. And Max Lowe is obviously going to be a, a bit of a loss for, for Aberdeen, Tom. Yeah, I mean, Lowe's been one of the, the highlights of the season. Um, 
picked up, you know, made the made left back his own and, and was a proper attacking left back and pretty handy defensively as well. So um and, and went straight into the Derby team at the weekend for the for the FA Cup. So um they'll have Derek McGinnis have to do a wee bit of work to, to try and find some kind of cover there. Um Tansy hasn't really kicked the ball so Tansy hasn't kicked the ball since he was linked with that <laughs> no that's true um, and it seemed like a very kind of solid signing and was always you know McInnes went to great lengths to insist that he was not a Ryan Jack replacement he was not a Ryan Jack replacement played him in the Ryan Jack kind of role <laughs> didn't manage to play you know that had, had been a very capable uh, relatively creative midfielder for Cali just wasn't suited to the Ryan Jack role that he was played in and was very obviously not Suited for, but you know, in no way, shape, or form was that the job he was meant to be doing. Um, so it just didn't work out for him. So uh, yeah, he'll be on to pastures new as well. I, did, I was having a look at some of that, but the Aberdeen fans' comments today, and they were sort of looking for, if not an interesting transfer window, certainly an efficient one. Um, and obviously, it's, I, I did sort of wonder that the, the squad just before the break saw the, the reappearance of Stephen Gleeson and Chris Forrester had reappeared in the squad there and there seemed to be a, a suggestion from Aberdeen that they're going to be working to get Tommy Holman fit and playing again so I'm with the outgoings obviously they may possibly have a little bit of money that they spent on low but again I'm not entirely convinced they'll be chucking money at anybody to try and bring them in um, obviously a left back would be good because if Tommy Holman's not going to be fit for the rest of the season it leaves you a bit short Anderson out again leaves you a bit short in that respect as well but perhaps you didn't really see that coming and then obviously the other news for Aberdeen was the, the two and a half year extension for uh, Sam Cosgrove Sam Cosgrove Ballon d'Or winner <laughs> um, yeah which is I mean which is a pretty brave punt on a yeah. guy who's had one good month of professional <laughs> football I mean an exceptional month of, 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 of professional football but one good month um, nonetheless so yeah, I mean, fair play to him. I mean, maybe emboldened by Jaden Stockley, who is absolutely <laughs> going down to uh, Exeter and now being a, a championship player of a worth worth almost a million pounds. That you know, maybe maybe uh, decided to firm up the, the interests because you can always punt them off yeah. to Exeter in the next <laughs> year once, or so. Once they, once they subsequently punt Ryan, it's for another million pounds. That that whole that whole circular transfer is absolutely blowing my mind because inevitably when. Cosgrove goes down south and Molt will be back and Stevie May will be at Motherwell because that's the only way to round this off to, to, to make everybody happy um, so we'll skip on to Celtic uh, who have had uh, Oliver Buck in on loan and uh, Tim Weir who's in on loan as well uh, are either of these any good? <laughs> I mean it's an amazing way to solve your defensive crisis <laughs> by <laughs> more, more forwards that's what we need that was my feeling on it as well. Like, can Oliver Buck play at fullback? Yeah. He's big, he's athletic. Perhaps this is the role. And yeah. um, there was a suggestion that he's not the brightest in the world, so maybe taking out the attacker out of his game and just saying, just stand there and follow somebody up and down the line. He'll be absolutely fine. Um, yeah, still not solving the defensive crisis. Although I did see today that Marvin Comper is in Dubai. And his training with Celtic. You saw Marvin Coppola. <laughs> I saw pictures of Marvin Coppola. I did not see Marvin Coppola. I saw pictures of Marvin Coppola. <laughs> uh, with Celtic as well. Um, yet all the book, I thought it was an odd signing uh, myself. I, I, I'm not entirely convinced where he plays. Mm. He's not going to play wide. Um, well, he's, he's unlikely to play wide because he's, if he's going to play wide, he has to take uh, Forrest or Sinclair's role, which seems unlikely. He's, if he plays through the middle, 
you're essentially not playing your nine million pound centre forward, which I understand you're, you're rotating, you move things around, and, and there are extra bodies in there. But at the same time, if at any point he's playing ahead of your nine million pound centre forward, then that's bad business as well. There's nothing good about that. And um, for again, for a guy that you have on loan, and it's it's a rarity. And there's I always mother, particularly Motherwell fans. I don't know whether it's what everyone else, or other, everyone else's fans are, but they tend to take a bit of the hump when we take players on loan from Rangers or Celtic on the basis that we're developing a player for them to use. And if Brendan Rodgers gets a tune out of Oliver Buck, he's done more than just about anyone has since it left Forest. And then at that point, he presumably immediately goes back to West Brom and starts playing for them because they spent some money on him. So, is any of, does any of this deal make sense? Is any of this good, good business for Celtic? It's hard to see it on first glance, isn't it? This Celtic were quite smart with the Roberts ones previously when they got them on 18-month loan deals because it ties them to the club to some degree... Um, it means that you can develop them over a, the first six months yeah. and then so by the time you get them for the, for the next season that they've been in the club for a wee bit they understand what's going on I don't know how much Burt's actually been playing to be honest I would get not a lot yeah. uh, and you're going to have to get a guy it's going to take them a month or two to properly get up and running the thing and then fit in with whatever system they've got like you said Graham don't know even where he plays within it. It seems a it seems an odd one. It, it kind of seems they're taking everyone by surprise about there was didn't seem to be that much chat about no. them coming in previously either. So it's maybe been a case that they've been offered Burke and they've kind of gone well, all right. We've yeah. No, it's, it's minimal risk. And it maybe is, you know in that sense minimal risk. If it doesn't work out, he's only a six month loan. Pump him back down. And, and at this moment, he probably is damaged goods to some degree. Burke, they've obviously or they maybe not seen enough. Um, to justify an extended loan and or it may either be that or that West Brom think that they might still have some sort of player in there and they want to see given this one last chance but yeah it's it's um, it's hard to see who it's doing any benefit for other than yeah. West Brom potentially but. and then boom 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 everybody say Timmy Weir um, <laughs> don't know again a six month loan deal the suggestion being that it'll be extended if everyone's happy so that they don't get lumped with another mm. challenge on the loan deal Um Again, massive shrug, don't know. I've very much enjoyed the Evening Times describing him as PSG's most prolific striker with, with two goals, with a goal every six was every goal every 61 minutes because he scored twice right. in, in, in 122 minutes. So. Smashing. Yeah. Uh, Statistically correct. Yeah. <laughs> the best type of correct. correct. Uh, no doubt from Celtic at this point, there's suggestions that Morgan maybe oh, got on in that energy. Uh, Dundee have uh, brought in uh, Craig Cullen from the other end of the road um, and Andy Boyle, Calvin Miller, Marcus Haber and Adil Nabi. The best one actually is Adil Nabi, who is off to OFI Crete and was met at the airport by uh, Vice President Georgios Samaras. <laughs> uh, so there's a really good picture of Adil Nabi and Georgios Samaras. Samaras, yes. in, in the big sort of long yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So yeah, Dundee have, uh, have managed to ship off um, some of the better performers and they've brought in Craig Cummins that's gone that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only one out of that bunch that have gone you think might be a, a bit disappointing is Miller because he, he on occasion yeah. looked half decent um, Haber obviously has not been involved anyway Aye, it's a it's a uh, there's not much to get that excited about to be honest if you're a Dundee fan so far but I, I was wondering whether that meant if, if Calvin Miller's going back or Dundee taking on another Celtic loan need is he mm-hmm. is, are Dundee the destination for Scott Allen because somebody's got to be the destination for Scott Allen at some point 
um, with Miller going back maybe Alan's a guy again don't I no idea Andy Boyle looked reasonable looked like a serviceable centre half wasn't Jinzerik Kasunga so perhaps <laughs> I don't know but none of them again none of those guys played for Ross County so it's time for them to leave <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fine Craig Curran again fairly uninspiring but again played for County and if Matty Tarr's going to keep them up that's how that's, he's made it he's making it as clear as possibly can I'm going to sing as many guys that I know and try and get them to do the same as he did last time uh, County were very much sort of circling the drain when he took over there and then went on like a 48 game winning run um, between the, the start of the, the January and the end of the season to keep them up so it's, it's kind of difficult to be critical massively off that yeah I mean I, th- I think Curran's a, a pretty solid deal given he, I mean if he can turn in the sort of performances he did um, at the kind of start of his Ross County career then he, he's a an, he's an option they don't have yeah and um, he doesn't have to move house he doesn't have to move <laughs> the road so you know good deal for all yeah and, and him and Miller might be a straight partnership again he's he looks the two of them, you can imagine, we would certainly have a better strike partnership than, for example, Miller and Musa or yeah. any of the other collection of players that Dundee have that play in the forward region. I don't know, they're all terrible. They're all terrible. Hamilton Ackies have seen Mason Bloomfield go back to Norwich. Shrug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've brought in uh, David Vanacek and Connor Shocknessy. Um, and Jimmy Dunn has headed back down the road to Burnley. Um, from via Rob, he was sort of suggesting that Jimmy Dunn heading back down the road was essentially Burnley going, right, you've completed the Premiership, now you've got the Championship, so you've got your unlocked achievement, so on you go to the Championship. And I, I, I think that's a shame uh, for the league as much as anything else that Jimmy Dunn's heading off because I thought he was absolutely terrific. Um, David Vanacek, I, again, don't know, he's really good fun on social media, he's really good value, he accidentally reveals heart signing policy. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the problem with him, I suppose, is that they've kind of built him up for yeah. six months now, haven't yeah. they? Like, if he'd come in without anyone knowing him in the summer, then he's kind of got a clean slate. But as it is, there's kind of been this build-up that he's going to be at least a half-decent striker. So there's a bit more expectation on him than he would have had previously. If he can hit the ground running, he's maybe got a wee bit of time to um, forge a kind of place in the team yeah. until Lucci's back. Um and he does certainly give them another another option. It's, he could have probably done them about two months ago, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, like, like you say, I think the the biggest problem with him is just the slight expectation that been slight completely unfairly. Um, his record looks decent. Um, he looks like the sort of player that Hearts have missed in the last certainly the last couple of months um, since Kyle Lafferty left well basically yeah um, also interestingly with my extensive Wikipedia research uh, he used to play with his cousin in the same team who's also called David Vanacek yeah. that does sound confusing yeah <laughs> <laughs> eight years older than him really interesting we've got D no we can't have D Vanacek and go to and then back we can't have David but so if anyone knows what they had on the back of their shirts it'd be interesting <laughs> Uh, Connor Shortensey has, has come in as well um, again I'm not going to profess to know a huge amount of Connor Shortensey I have not had the time to even research him at, at all but he presume that's a straight spot for Dunn um, as a replacement um, he also seemed to rate him quite highly um, he only, I think he's only made a handful I mean, five or six appearances yeah. at the end of last season but he also seems to fancy him in the longer term which yeah. is quite high praise that's mm-hmm. <laughs> probably like a gold star oh, whatever it's called there as well um, Vanacek I, I very much get the feeling that it's either he, 
you see the way that as you say the way there's an the expectation there it does feel very boom or bust um, start, Hearts at the start of the season brought in a collection of guys who all looked just not massively interesting again guys like Ollie Lee who have then gone on to be absolutely terrific for them as well just guys that they brought in who came in with no expectation and then I've, I wouldn't I'd, I'd Roselle sort of exploded onto the, onto the scene with them but have done a very good job um, and I think part of that is because no one really expected as much as they have got from them Lee came in and seemed to be of a decent pedigree but the, the difference between that and, and being a sort of vital cog in the Hearts midfield has been a um, big difference between the two um, certainly I know, I know Fowler has, has done an awful lot more research on Ivanacek and is suggesting that he's very similar to Lafferty so that would be terrifying. So we <laughs> Vanacek, Uchi, I was also, again, today, Uchi coming back as well is going to be like the professor. I was wondering how far I could get into the list before I said like a new signing. So again, Uchi coming back in from injury is going to be like a new signing. He was on Instagram today um, doing box jumps basically up to my shoulder height. <laughs> so I, I, can't, I don't know why that's relevant. I don't know what he's intending to do. But I presume it's going to be good fun. So the, the two of them, with Smith and behind, is going to be absolutely petrifying for the rest of the season. Um, Hibernian, Sharon uh, Lampos, Mavrias, Emerson Heinemann and Effie Ambrose have all departed. Uh, nobody in yet. Um, various rumours of various Celtic loanees. Uh, I think depending on who ends up where, elsewhere, I don't know. Um, Morgan rumoured to, to be in as a sort of replacement of Boyle who's picked up an injury while away with Australia which is funny um, <laughs> um, and yeah Effie Ambrose leaving has, is obviously leaving a, a huge gap in that uh, in that Hibernian defence but at the same time gives them you would imagine one of the highest wages in Scottish football um, outside the old firm to play with um, mm. so a real opportunity for them there and again much the same as done. I think Ambrose leaves as a big loss for everybody uh, in the league because I think he's, he is a terrific performer for him. Um, it's the the accepted thing that Effie Ambrose is a bomb skiller, which is absolute nonsense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at once he left, the kind of Hibs fans underneath the Twitter announcements and everything, they were all, or more or less, all disappointed about it. And that's not something you tend to get as people sad to see him go, but also understanding it. It was a very reasoned but disappointed kind of response, yeah. which. Tells you about it, and they watch him every week. So um, I mean, that, the, that, the, the guy has like kept Barcelona quiet and like you know at, at various points in his career, but has played at the very highest yeah. level. He, he has occasionally been yeah. had his moments. Centre half makes mistakes and yeah, good shock. And but you know no, it, it's it's that whole. It's sometimes some players like especially defenders and maybe black defenders get a reputation yeah, sometimes yeah. as being yeah. a bit clumsy or mistake laden or certain attributes uh, that have kind of been attributed to them sometimes which have been I think unfair over and, that and I think the, the end of his Celtic career there were more mistakes yes. that had, um, maybe more high profile yeah. mistakes yeah. and that that kind of stuck around and that that kind of hung around his neck a little bit whereas you know there, I can only think of a handful of mistakes he ever made at uh, Hibs it's, uh, the, his, yeah. his game against Gary McKay Stephen up at Pataudry yeah. was he just had a horrible game yeah. um, aside from that very like a very high level of consistency but across Gary McKay Stephen is unbeatable against Hibs that's not it's not a really fair someone has that in a sort of strange sort of way does this solve a problem for Hibs to a degree and that with less centre halves kicking around you've got less options so you stick to a pair or you stick to a back three or you make your decision as to what you're going to be rather than looking at Hanlon, McGregor, Portis and Ambrose and then trying to fit 
three or four of them or two or four, whatever it is. Um, they all, I think they're all just about fit now as well. Hanlon's certainly back. I think McGregor's back as well, and, and Portis has made a granite, so he doesn't really get injured. <laughs> um, so it, does that make it a bit easier for them? To, is, it, is it worth them spending that money elsewhere rather than going to find another set and have to try and replace Ambrose? I mean, it, it should do. The, the only kind of concern is that it, it, it w- even when it wasn't working, that Lennon persevered with the back three, and I'm not sure whether... It, it should do, the short answer is, it should do whether he decides that he liked when it worked it worked yeah. and, and to kind of I, I think the slightly it's not really a concern but the only thing that I, I don't quite understand the thinking with just yet is all the players that seem to be being linked means that they will have an entirely new midfield <laughs> like they, they could potentially play four even five players who have never played together before now all the, they're being linked with like really exciting players and anyone yeah. you know from the top two down would be delighted to have you know the likes of Morgan or Allen or Gold or anyone else that they've been linked with, but the, there would be nothing to suggest that they couldn't have at least two of those three plus more another and, centre forward and another centre yeah. forward, and you're suddenly going into the second half of the season with you know four or five of your eleven having never played together. Before. I mean, maybe even more because they're a new goalkeeper yeah. as well. Mm. Um, which you know they're they're good players, but whether they can. Hit, all hit the ground running I guess is the, is the concern of the, the I mean, it certainly worked last year for them yeah, in terms of just turning it up starting again it gives you a fresh start in the start of the year and then going on another daft run again I wouldn't certainly if, with, with the players that they're being linked with it's not something we would bet against mm. um, because if those players come in and perform at the level that you imagine they will um, or that they would um, interesting certainly very interesting I think was, Hibs are one of the teams where I, I, I'm still anticipating a lot of things to happen. Um, there's a few teams who I think will maybe get a couple of bodies in, but I think Hibs, I think it's going to be a whole series of ins and outs still yet to come. And fun ones as well. Mm. Yeah, exciting ones, ones and, and guys that you just desperately want to see. And more than anything else, I just want there, I just want there, there to be an answer on Ryan Gold. Mm. As, is he good? Is he bad? Is he indifferent? Can he play? don't know. If he spends the rest of his career in Portugal all power to him, that's what I would do. <laughs> Absolutely fuck coming back. <laughs> Spend my entire the rest of my life just dotting around various clubs around Lisbon. Fine. Occasionally go back north, occasionally go back south. Fine. Why would you bother? Um but nonetheless, um it would be good to know. As well as I want to see that hand walking about later. <laughs> um Kilmarnock, um, we've seen Bright Enobakari and Jack Byrne depart. Um, neither great shots I don't think neither of Ermacari uh, never really hadn't really settled a place within the team and Burns headed back to Ireland as well um, no great movement there yet not even any rumblings around Kilmarnock either no no apart from I guess you'll come in Jones wouldn't you as well yeah. but um, no nah, nah, nothing coming in to be honest the team seems pretty settled uh, and Jones is your question mark which I guess yes. he'll come on to but yeah there's not a lot of need, unlike you know Hibs, where there, there's enough not been working to just try something else. Kelly's been working pretty well all season so far, so if they just keep, they manage to keep the team together and um, maybe get a few extra people in yeah. the edges, that are probably enough. And you, you would imagine that's where Clark's presumably fairly thick phone book yeah. uh, comes into comes into play in terms of Premiership clubs. So you maybe a guy out in the first half of the season. Just we need a body one way or another. Give a try and uh, collect players where again other players and other clubs in Scotland might not might and, not be able to. And those will be the guys that tend to walk 
happen sort of there in the window. Yeah. And Kelly do tend to do their business quite quietly and efficiently yeah. and then it's all done. But you know, the the kind of phone book he has kind of contact Steve Clark has, you'd imagine um if there are replacements that come in they'll be reasonably high profile but like you say, if they may have to replace players they wouldn't necessarily have yeah. liked to have replaced this month, but um as squads get rotated down south then I think they'll you know, Clark will be one of the ones that knows everyone and yeah. take advantage of that. Uh, on at Livingston where we've got um players out more than anything else about Steve Saunders, Egley Kaya, uh, the much volunteer at one point Matthew Knox I'm off to Berwick Rangers um, and Ryan Hardy has returned to Rangers in the meantime but I think the, the story is, is for Gerard to look at him and he'll be back at Livingston for the second half of the season which I think he's not Livingston will be outraged because they've spent the entire season waiting for him to be fit and get back he scores what five and seven games or something um, Saunders no shock to me in, in the department in that no one of the, the defenders that Levy have Saunders doesn't, isn't better than any of them and certainly I'm, I'd I appreciate I'm basing my opinion on Saunders on something from about three or four years ago, but I've never seen anything to disprove how I feel about that. Uh, the one that surprised me a little bit was Kaya, and he seemed to be doing quite well at the start of the season, but again, it's just not been seen um, since Holt came in, really. Um, and then Matthew Notch, as I say, off to Berwick Rangers and oddness. Um, Skipper Motherwell, uh, we've brought in Gaboli Arabibi and Ross McCormick, so that's some part. Yeah. Um, and Ryan Bowman, Ross McLean. Andy Rose and Barry Maguire have headed out permanently or on loans but yeah McCormick's some laugh um, <laughs> it was really, really just after the game against Mirren there was a suggestion that we might bring him in rumours doing the rounds which I immediately dismissed as people going ex Motherwell player are possibly available probably going to come in and dismissed it as nonsense almost immediately um, <laughs> and then he was on final score in the back room behind Stephen Robinson and uh, Alan Burrows which was good because there was a couple of boys on Steelmen who insisted they were going to eat a shoe if he signed so <laughs> get those fucking shoes out boys <laughs> get those shoes get them get them chewed down they, they insisted no sauce as well on that so I'm still waiting to see that footage very excited about it if he's in any way fit it would be brilliant if he's in any way if he's in any way close um, to what he was when he was first with us it would be brilliant if he's not and he's half that, still fine, still better than Ryan Bowman. So. <laughs> a player who have played in Scotland who has been the strike partner of Usain Bolt. Yes, and yeah, also set him up for a goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One career assist yeah. for Usain Bolt. <laughs> no, I, I, I think Motherwell had a very good window from the from the yeah. Not just, you know, but McCormick's a coup and great for a, great for a, a great for the entire transfer window. Yeah, great for uh, it's a great story. Um, like you say, if he's anything like the player that left, uh, it, it's a, a, an amazing bit of business. Yep. Um, I'm not even going to attempt. I'm going to be like that guy. Ariyibi. Ariyibi. He. I've had a good scout of him and wife scout, which makes me just about ready to be a football scout. Right. And at one point, he there's there's a, a sensational clip where he, he Cruyff turns a boy into a separate dimension. <laughs> um, so I'm all for that. He's, he, He's very insistent he wants to add flair to goals and get fans off their seats, which I suppose every winger that's ever signed for anyone has said. <laughs> but I'm going, to, I'm going to take him. I'm absolutely going to take him at his word. Um, the clips will look a lot of fun more than anything else. He has that sort of big lollop in stride that Marvin Johnson had, and it doesn't at any point look particularly quick, but because he strides so big, he can't keep up with them. Um, Whereas if you're five foot five, you're never moving that quickly. Your feet are going like a roadrunner. 
Um, looks like it looks like he's a sort of player. Yeah. Um, it Chester? He had been at Chesterfield previously. He's and quite quite highly regarded. Yeah. Well, Forrest spent half a million pounds on it and yeah. bring him in and they're about on loan various times. So hopefully we'll see. Um, not convinced one way or another, but it's the whole thing. Signif- all of this just signifies a bit of a change for for Stephen Robinson in terms of what he's wanting to do, um, which is great. I there was one of our fans a few months ago or over the past few months the noise around Robinson getting louder and louder and. There's been a couple of points where I've been quite surprised that he has actually turned up the next week. Mm. But my opinion throughout it has been really that I'd rather that he was there because the manager market, the mother are going to be shopping and you're going to get guys that come in and make mistakes and sign their own players and play their own formations. I'd much rather have somebody that's made that mistake and learned not to do that and become something else. And So it's, it's, a, it's a big sort of six months for him to see how he, he plays it out. If he's decided... Do you know what grinding out results is boring? Let's go and score as many goals as possible. Then I'm all on board with that because that's the way that everybody wants to play football. Um, and as well as that, as I said before the window started, if we, if we swap Ross McCormick for Ryan Bowman, then that's the holy race. And it's fantastic. So let's do that. Um, Rangers have Stephen Davis and Jermaine Defoe definitely in. Um, Glenn Kamara and Jordan Jones. WATP um, <laughs> signed on free contracts for the summer um, and you would imagine they'll be trying to get them in before the end of the window Ovia Jaria headed back to Liverpool before the window even opened I think it was and Umar Sadiq sadly we hardly knew you is off back off the roller uh, taking his tiny 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 head with him um, yeah a real shame to see the back of Umar Sadiq he was a a, a vital yeah, forever, forever and always his performance in the League Cup semi-final will go down in history as one of the worst that has ever been nonetheless uh, Stephen Davis and Jermaine Defoe um, have been probably the biggest talked about things in the window um, what do we reckon? Um, like great box office for yeah. starters like it, we've learned that an awful lot of uh, English Twitter have free scoring grandparents yeah as always as always um, no, which, I, which is just on a point is, which is why somebody in League 2 has signed uh, that boy from Falkirk who is allegedly the worst player Tom Dallison who is allegedly the worst player that any Falkirk fan I know has, has ever seen now, in, in the midst of their season which is terrible Tom Dallison stands alone as the worst that anyone has ever seen so he's inevitably going to score about 14 from seven half in the second half of the season for Crawley Town so farewell Tom sorry uh, no like uh, to both in terms of like, who they are and the previous ability and um, and kind of a signal of intent, it, it's a bit of a coup for for uh, Gerard already. Um, they're both getting on a bit, but they're both playing. You know, they're coming from a very high level. Um, it doesn't look like age is particularly hit either of them that hard. I and mean, Defoe's obviously not who he was and has been around the. Been around the clubs a wee bit, but you know, still a, a dangerous player and still is playing at a decent level. Um, Eighteen-month loan is quite a long deal for a thirty-six-year-old, yeah. and it is still a punt because we haven't seen an awful lot of them this season. But yeah, seems like a, seems like a really good bit of business getting both of them in. I'm not quite sure how many more midfielders it is physically possible <laughs> to have competing for what is essentially three spaces but you know players like that quality could become available you, you, you try and bring them in but uh, that is I don't know how many planes the Rangers have chartered to go away but uh, might need a few more to bring them back yeah. 
on the Camara and Jones one, I actually feel if you're Dundee and Camara, especially Dundee, you wouldn't necessarily be that disappointed if Rangers decided to chuck Camara yeah, yeah, yeah. give you a bit of money, take him off your hands. He's kind of down tools this season after looking pretty impressive last season. Yeah. For Rangers, also it gives them a bit of cover for Jack, I guess. That's maybe in that number of midfielders they've got. <laughs> maybe an area, I guess, they could do with somebody else in there, I guess. Um, Jones has not a, a good season either. It, particularly, I mean, he's been okay, but it's like with two goals and two assists that he's yeah. had this season, so it's not been massively productive in what's been a, a good commandment team. Um, but, you know, he's, he's another option and... It, I think if they if they got him at the end of the season, that would be fine. I don't think he'll make a massive yeah. difference, to be honest, between now and the end of the season. I think I think I, I presume that kind of relied on what Ryan Kent's going to do, and if Ryan Kent's going to still be at Rangers for yeah. the rest of the season, then fine. If other people are going to recall him, I've, I've no idea. If they call him, then I imagine they'll make a push to get Jones in. But in the meantime, mm. I don't think with Kent there certainly, I don't think there's any great need for it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know whether that ind- indicates that they don't think they've got any chance of keeping Kent beyond the end of the season or not. But yeah. Um, he's but Kent's by miles one of my, my favourite players in the league just in the way that he plays the game and I think Jones can offer something similar to that I don't think he's quite that uh, quite as good I think he's quite like, as aggressive with his with his running um, but that's that's yeah, the, the sort of swap that you're looking for there you would think and he is a lot more staunch yeah yeah percent I say turning up at, um, to do your pre-signing couple your your signing your pre-contract with Rangers. In a stone island jump up, yeah. it's just about as much as I can imagine happening. I don't know. I don't know what Kelly fans would rather, like, given that he's not been great this mm. season, take a bit of cash that presumably Steve Clark could, at the very least, use to turn yeah. into wages to pay for someone for six months who will probably end up being great because everyone he's brought in yeah. pretty much has been great. And punting a player <laughs> well, this is it's like bigging up your title challenge yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even Kelly's next game yeah, against Rangers and you can't you can't play him this no. is the thing as well like if he if he does if, if Jones does go to Rangers before the end of the window and all that will happen is Gerard will start him out on the left and he'll end up conceding the goal like just because that's the way Steve that's the way mm-hmm. Steve Clark's team seem to work like well he left us so let's get it was like when Malumbu played against him he's like mm-hmm. let's just get him like nothing, nothing, nothing over the top. Not not actively targeting him, but he will cost them. I don't know how. <laughs> just the Steve Clark voodoo, but he will end up costing them, and we will win the game because of him. Because that's how it seems to be working at the moment. And I'm all again, all for that. Come on. And on that note, I would trust Steve Clark to know whether or not Jones is likely to be. Yeah any use for the next six months the fact that he's tweeting we are the people immediately <laughs> uh, after signing <laughs> suggests that he might not be but I don't know, he's, uh, he seems to be a pretty good man manager yeah. so you know, a, lot, a lot was you know a lot of people made a lot of it but like take a step back and, and people say oh you wouldn't get that in any other league in the world I'm not sure you genuinely would get that. Like, I've never heard mm-hmm. of like you know in, in Italy or in Argentina of a player signing a pre and you know tweeting a well-known catchphrase yeah. I mean like that's basically what David Vanacek's been doing for the past six months at least that was happening that was like a yeah, yeah. And it was, it's not like a direct rival you know it's it's a very odd scenario it's a very very odd scenario uh, just two quick two more quick well one quick one one not quick St. <laughs> Johnston who Tristan Nydam and Greg Hurst have left 
Cool. Yeah. Um, and St Mirren, who have got rid of... So Adam Harrell left. Um, Jordan Kirkpatrick's left. was uh, Simon Arlo full-time. Ian McShane's left for Falkirk. Josh Heaton's left. Alfie Jones left. Matty Willock's <laughs> left. It's almost like they signed a lot of shite players. <laughs> Ryan, uh, there's not, Ryan Edwards has gone back to Hearts as well, which... Had one of the, the, the I mean, it was great. The, the response, the response, <laughs> the response to Hearts fans was absolutely terrific. I mean, the response to St. Mirren fans wasn't really any better either. Just like, I find Hearts fans were actively going after them. Um, yeah, it hasn't, uh, hasn't quite worked out for St. Mirren that mm-hmm. massively. They've spent an awful lot of money to bring in a whole load of bad players and then get rid of a whole load of bad players. Jim Kellerman's back though. He's well, played, he's, they've recalled him from AFC. <laughs> Led Phil. Do you know what? I should really find out who that is because every time they're. It's like a, it's like a place where Scottish footballers go when they're in purgatory. You know? <laughs> every time I try and do it, I keep forgetting what they've got. Whoever they are. Jim Kellerman's back as well. But yeah, Adam Hamill, uh, obviously, the partner is, is a huge, huge loss for them. Um, as it, I mean, he's, he, he was robbed from goal of the month uh, for two months in a row, um, and was the only player in that St Mirren midfield who looked like he could make something happen. Yeah. There. and that's that's not true of just the St Mirren midfield, but just about anyone in that bottom six. There's very few players who can single-handedly win a game on their own or, or drag a team forward. Hamill certainly seemed to do that. Yeah. Um, so a, a real loss for them. The other like, McShane, I presume, leaves with. Goodwill on the basis that he was, he was part of the team, he's just not of that quality. Heaton, Willock, Jones, maybe not. Yeah, one of the first at Mirren, I think it'll be quite interesting how many people they bring in. They've obviously kind of shown how just bringing in a lot of random people <laughs> hasn't worked as Falkirk have this season. Um, but they've got, yeah, but exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've got a kind of interesting conundrum just now because they. How many people do you bring in to try and save your season? At what point do you maybe accept that it's not going to work? Do you bring in another six or seven folk to replace those one one by one? Already or, spent, yeah. yeah, or do you just kind of pick up two or three really decent players to and hope that you kind of manage to get through the the rest of the season with a, a smaller squad? Uh, at the moment, uh, they've done neither. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing is quite happened. But it's, uh, I, I do. I do feel as I said, I'm sure as I before, I do feel sorry for some Miner fans, but the the guy the Miner fans who for years were like, Oh we're gonna make money off John McGinn I mean you did, but also you spent it <laughs> spent it on, on Alfie Jones. Magic on freeing him as well. Yeah, just, just <laughs> spent, <laughs> it just, spent it on just getting rid of players. Uh, just a quick go. couple of quick ones in the championship as well, as we see uh, Paul Dixon, Kevin McHattie, Joe Cardo and Gary Harkins again just these names reappearing in Scottish football once again um, proving that you just can't get rid of them it would be like a good football manager of 2011 yeah Nicky Lowe as well yeah, like, yeah, again yeah. just chucking all these boys again just yeah. reappearing uh, one and all in there not not like not individually any kind of bad signings there just no. doesn't seem to be any kind of thought <laughs> no. behind no. why yeah. or you know what's needed or I'm the, the idea of signing Paul Dixon for Falkirk, a guy who <laughs> looked absolutely finished like two years ago. Maybe things have improved for Paul Dixon. I don't know. I, again, I wish Paul Dixon no ill will whatsoever. I think yeah, I thought he was a smashing player. I thought he was very unlucky at various clubs, but it just made it just unreal. And again, the other one I want to highlight was Abdul Osman <laughs> uh, turning up at the Falkirk Stadium, um, which 
Does anyone want to make a prediction on how that's going to go? I'll do it, I'll do it. I think it's going to be absolutely dreadful. Visibly down tools at Partick Thistle and spent three months promoting his clothing line. Um, yeah, no, bad. Really, like, the, the, idea, the idea of sign up Abdullah has been to sign your season, save your season from relegation. <laughs> it's just astonishing. Yeah, yeah it, there's some really poor stuff behind the scenes at Thistle and Falkirk. It does suggest they're not that good at what they're doing behind the scenes because to have, they, they are just throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks yeah. something like it, basically. Uh, <laughs> and it's, they're, they're almost doing that you know when St Mirren did it uh, a couple of seasons back and they brought in a lot of players yeah. uh, under Ross and that obviously worked and I don't know if it's the case that they're kind of looking at that and thinking that's fine we can do the same if we bring in enough players there'll be enough of them that'll be half decent that will kind of get us out of it but if it doesn't work then you're, you know your wage their wage bill can't be small given the number of people and just that turnover they must have lost Money on the fact that they've had to let people go and bring people in. And, and, the, and another thing that anyone who's look looking at what Jack Ross did and going, right, we need to do that, what they need to do, remember is that they are not Jack Ross. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're Gary Caldwell. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're not even, not even Jim McIntyre. No, even Ian Murray. It's just a real struggle. So, yeah, the, the idea that it seems like an awful lot, there are an awful lot of signings, especially in the Championship, but you know, not exclusive by any stretch who are players that are still getting signed on reputation, who they've become available, mm-hmm. yeah. the first person they've gone and chat the door on, and they're like, yeah. Oh, agents agents yeah. in the Championship must be absolutely flying, because there's, case, there's two or three teams that are just absolutely desperate for bodies. Would you like to sign my client? He's just been at a club which has been no better than yours. Really. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. What would you like? What have you got? Anyway, I think that kind of covers the transfer, transfer window. I imagine there might be another quick round-up before the transfer window closes. Um, but what we also wanted to do today was do our best 11 of under 21s from the Premiership. Um, so, would somebody like to start? It's kind of difficult to choose a goalkeeper. Yes. I chose Liam Kelly, being cheat because he's 22. Uh, yeah. uh, I chose Ross Dune, who's technically a Celtic player. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> nah, yeah. I, ch- I chose Liam Kelly just on the basis that, number one, he's very good. Um, he's a very good player. And number two, he's almost 21. So... Yeah, I managed to get Rowan Ferguson in under the line for Very good. He's at least played it. He has yeah, played it. Yeah, he's, he's played some first team football. He, he, so you can't he's, do that about many. No, <laughs> goalkeepers. Uh, so I've got. I've, I've just gone straight four four two. Um, so my back four is Kieran um, Tierney at left back, Jason Kerr at centre half, Chris Bryer at centre half, and I've shoehorned Greg Taylor in as, as my right back. Um, Taylor does very well on. Uh, is, is very high in terms of winning defensive duels and things like that and I'm also coloured by the fact that every time uh, Richard Tate went forward when he actually got to play it right back in the long long ago um, every time he just stopped and turned back and put in a cross with his left foot we seemed to score from it so if Taylor who has played it right back before just huddle him up and down the right side and then just get him to stop and then put in a ball with his left foot because no one apparently no one can defend it um, I for me is the most complete centre half at Celtic he's what everything Celtic want to be in terms of playing out from the back he's everything that boy I can't do but I'm almost all the things that he can do as well uh, Jason Kerr I would actually have a Jimmy Dunn but he doesn't play Scotland anymore so but I do I, I do really like Jason Kerr I think he's a, he's a smashing player again really high um, in terms of aerial duels shot blocked 
um, defensive duels, all of these, all the sort of defensive metrics he's scored, he's very, very high in all of them. And I think he's absolutely smashing. And, and a team which has Josh Ochnessy and Stephen Anderson beside him, for him to be as high as he is in all of them, uh, it's, it really shows that he's sort of taken the lead in that. I think Kieran Tierney, because he's fucking Kieran Tierney. Yeah, I, I almost had to like double check Kieran Tierney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, he must surely now be older than 25. Yeah. Oh yeah, well I've got Ayer as well, Tierney as well. I've got Porteous who I think is far from the finished article just now, but has a pretty high ceiling. I think he could potentially be a very good centre half. I um, think if he was, he has the, the attributes of being big, brave, strong, tough, all mm. of these things. If somebody can teach him how to play football, yeah. I think it would yeah, 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 yeah. be absolutely fantastic. Because yeah. he, he has a lot, of, he has a lot of positives in his game, but he has all the stuff which is difficult to teach. Whereas if you can teach him how to play football, which mm. theoretically is easy, then, <laughs> then we'll see. Yeah, um, and I went for Marcus Guidinho, who I don't really have a particularly high opinion of, but uh, I did enjoy um, on the train on Saturday, uh, <laughs> Rob and Craig Fowler having an argument about whether he was good or not. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably more in the Craig Fowler, he's not that good camp. But, um, Is it just so you somebody yeah, at Blackfall has a good haircut? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, no one that's not been named yet other than I went for Benkovic over here who, who I think is under 21 yes yeah. um, very raw and very and still very unpredictable but just looked looks like a threat of set pieces and another one who I was quite surprised how young he was yeah. given how responsible he looks for self yeah, as well as like how big a human being yeah, is yeah, as well. yeah, it's absolutely yeah. um, the only reason I didn't include Benkovic was because he's on loan um, yeah. I, I think I think I, I agree I think Benkovic is a smashing player but I do I think Ayer is Ayer can do as I said he can do all he want. He can play it from the back he can be big he can be brave he can be strong he can tackle he again needs to, to work on his on his, his craft within his game I think there's still things to do there but in terms of modern centre half I think he is a, I think if Rogers could have about three of him, he would absolutely he'd get rid of the rest of them and just have three Chris Harris. Absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, so do we give some midfielders? Uh, Lewis Ferguson, yep. who again doesn't look it doesn't look physically possible that he's only nineteen. Yeah. I mean, from the minute he he kind of he came through, he looked a lot physically older than he is, and his performances have been amazing. I, I, I assumed he would come in and be a bit part player. Uh, this season, I mean, especially considering they'd signed Stephen Gleeson and, and Forrester, one of whom's an Irish international and one that's quite highly fitted. Um, but he's been certainly as good as, if not better, than, than Shinny in the centre of the, the park. Scored a series of <laughs> ridiculous high-profile goals. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, not just a contender for for the under-21 players of the season, he would be in and around discussions for the I think from the moment I've got Ferguson in mind as well and from the moment I saw Ferguson because I think fairly sure his, his debut was against Motherwell I thought he was absolutely or he's, he's tough after Docker left he came in and I, I just thought he was absolutely fantastic and from the, moment, from the moment I saw him I thought he was absolutely terrific he does everything in the middle of the park as uh, a sort of hybrid between all of the ex-Aki's players that you remember yeah. <laughs> all of the, all of the, the great Aki's players sort of hybrid between all and can do a little bit of everything I do agree with you again physically does not look 19 mm-hmm. and I realise this is going to sound 
creepy as fuck, but see, it's, like, it's like essentially across the middle of his face, like essentially like if he was wearing ski goggles or something. There he looks 19, and it's the only part of him that looks 19. Just like, like literally his cheekbones and his eyes makes him look. Every time you look at it, you are actually just a child. But the rest of you're again just an absolute bear. You'd be convinced if all you were doing is looking at him through a letterbox. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which he's peeking through it. Martin Hardy believes that, that he, he does look 19. <laughs> Turnbull, um, Turnbull, uh, uh, Motherwell, who uh, you've seen much more than, of him yep. than, than I, but seems to be, I don't know, one of the players of the season, if not the best player the season. That came in a little late, but seems to have turned in a series of good performances, scored at least one sensational goal so far this season, yep. um, and just looks very responsible <laughs> yeah, for yeah, a, yeah. a Motherwell team that hasn't always yeah he's uh, just this great ability on the ball on the other side it's, it's worth noting that I, I'm fairly sure he's only been tackled once this season because he never he's never under pressure on the ball mm. which is uh, uh, 19 is always a good sign and, or however I think 18 whatever he is um, just never under pressure at any point just steps away from people and it's again things if you can do that then everything else in football I imagine is a Shit, side easier because I can't do that. Um, I also went. Uh, I've got a slightly weird five-three-two formation. It's like you know, one of the BBC teams of the week or something. When people are slightly shoehorned in, but um, also went for Conor McLennan, who I think is everything that Guy McKay Stephen was at the start of the season. Plus, it's good against more than just Hibs. And, <laughs> and, the amount, I think in almost every game he's played this season he's come off after about 65 minutes because he's absolutely yeah. knackered um, a, a good show you a good couple of goals tricks beats his man um, but like such work rate for a wide player and uh, yeah considering he was kind of thrown in he's he's um, made himself quite an important part of the team and again only 19 or so 20 yeah. So your midfielders in Tom? That's my mid- midfield. Right, what have you got Andy? Uh, yeah, I put Ferguson in and I just had a couple slightly different wins in terms of, not that I would actually disagree with the other ones, but um, Harry Hockman I put in purely on the basis that for somebody who was chucked in so young, yeah, just as incredibly brave, not in a kind of th- jumping at the tackles, which he is capable of doing, but just the fact that he's been able to he doesn't shy away from the ball at all, that he's come in, he's looked pretty mature already. He's not at that same stage as kind of Ferguson where he's winning games and he's kind of controlling games at times and overshadowing the more experienced players, but he hasn't come in and looked overawed at all and he's obviously gives Levine another option. And then uh, McCrory as well from Rangers has been uh, kind of in and out and stuff, but again, looks like he could potentially be a, a decent option at sort of holding midfield going forward for Rangers so uh, I've got uh, Glenn Middleton um, because he was his stat line at one point it wasn't hugely long ago he's, he's dropped off a little bit but he's about 12 something happened <laughs> but his stat line was, was ridiculous he was contributing something like a goal or an assist every sort of 60 minutes or something which for a guy as young as he was and the, the one that really did for me was the his performance in Moscow where you turn up in Moscow and what is like your dozenth game I'm just not bothered. It's, it's what blows me away about this sort of generation of, of young Scottish players. They just do not look arsed by it. Like, what? <laughs> it's years past the guys who just look, you sort of dropped them in these situations and they just looked a bit nervous and looked as if they built into it and eventually they got there and it's, it's, 
and building into it's great, but these guys just look completely unbothered by it. It's completely nonplussed by the fact that they're being chucked into these atmospheric places and fine. Uh, so we've Middleton, um, I've got Lewis Ferguson as well, I've got Alan Campbell, um, partially because my team needs some defence in it because I don't have anyone else to do it. Um, so I think Campbell and Ferguson in the centre midfield um, will kill anyone that steps within it. Um, as well as I, I went with Campbell or Tumble as well just because he has that, that little bit more to him at the moment. And Tumble's contributed a lot, Campbell's not played as much as I think he would have liked to, um, but I think ultimately uh, Campbell's got to be in that team for me. And the other one I've got is Callum Morrison who, despite his daftly spelt name, I absolutely adore. Every time I see him, I just think it's magic. Um, his, he is able to do every bit of the game in terms of if it's, you go do this job, stop this full back from playing, fine, he'll do it. If it's going to take somebody on, if it's put crosses in, if it's going to take... I think he's absolutely fantastic. And again, just seems completely, uh, uh, as much the same as Middleton, I want my wingers to not give a shit. I, I don't, uh, if you're going to kick him, he's going to get back up and he's going to do it again. I think it's a real shame that Levine's dropped him for the bigger games this year. Again, Craig Levine knows more than me about football, that's fine. But I, just, I want to see him perform in, that, in, in those big games. I want to see him start against Celtic in the League Cup semi-final when the week before he'd been absolutely terrific. He'd got he'd, part of, a big part of the reason why he'd got them there. I want to see Morrison in that game. I want to see Morrison going and taking on Lustig or pushing back Tierney or whoever it is. I want to see him play in those games. I want to see his, his reaction to that. Which leaves us our set of forwards. I went with uh, Ryan Hardy and Odson Edwards. Um, Hardy, I mean, not as many games as you, as many, but in what we've seen, looks very, very capable. Um, you know, a very and, and like we touched on earlier, um, Livingston seems to be a really good place for him. Um, has scored a five or six, I think, in, in a handful of games. Five and seven, a bunch of different goals. Yeah, um, and just looks really lively and. and has the the Livingston equation seemed to be as much chaos as possible and feed off the scratch yeah. whereas he seems to have a bit yeah. of yeah, he's incredibly intelligence about him and chaos yeah. ball and then give it to Harvey yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's incredibly calm when he's in the penalty box he must be one of the better strikers in the league for just within the sort of 6-10 yards out being able to control it take his time place a shot out see what the keeper's doing he, he, was, he was good at that in the championship and it's, that's not a skill that you'll lose going into the yeah. Premiership. You know, once it, the the question mark I think was probably over whether it was going to be any use outside the box. But the way that Livingston play, it's not had too much of an impact at all. Yeah, yeah. And Alton Edward, but again, I think has had a bit of criticism this season. But part of the reason I put him in is he, when he's good, and he's been good several times this season. He's the, He's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the reason Celtic bought him, and that's the reason that they paid the money they did for him. Um, and how young he is. Like, yeah. I mean, to have, it seems ridiculous putting him in a team with the rest of these players, mm. you know, the rest of the, the 10 that I've, I've named, because of the weight of expectation he has on him uh, and how much, uh, like how much weight he's got, not just in the league, but, you know, he's meant to be leading the line, he's meant to be the. the this talismanic striker who replaces a French international yeah. once in a generation kind of uh, signing that that um, that's so and uh, um, several times this season he's won matches on his own and uh, there's an awful lot about him he's inconsistent but he's very very young yeah yeah I, I think so I think that was the, I mean I've got him obviously on my team as well and that is the 
I kind of had to double check his age because <laughs> yeah. he just he is not on the same level as apart from probably Tierney on the same level as any of the other guys. There's, there isn't that sense of expectation. That man, he's delivered quite regularly so far. If, if Tierney has an off game and he does occasionally have yeah. off games, he has games where he's not as effective. It's it's not ever talked about. No, it's not, not yeah. known, but partly because you're strikers and you're judged on goals. Obviously, he. Does, it doesn't need to be picked up an awful mm-hmm. lot on that he's not this child who's yeah. cost an awful lot of money yeah. hasn't been as good as some of the like, you know guys that have yeah. played five ten years yeah. more than him at a, a variety of different levels so yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've got I've got the exact same striker I've got Hardy Edward as, as my front do you get anything I, I just think standing on one man so um, and Bruce Anderson as well just we've seen just a wee bit of him this season but it's quite exciting in that he just he offered actually some end product for Aberdeen when he was in the but he didn't have anything uh, he, he just he kind of seemed to come with that spirit of I don't give a shit I'm just going to come in and I'm going to show what I can do yeah. didn't show any nerves at all it looked like he could, he could finish it's a shame he's out now for three months but a throwback to a time when footballers were called Bruce yes exactly. <laughs> yeah. on that note uh, thank you for listening um, as you may have seen on our social media yesterday, the first ever Terrace Podcast live show will be taking place on Friday the 8th of October at Glasgow Caledonian University Students Association, which is a fucking mouthful, by the way. Doors will be 7 o'clock on the night, and you'll you have your chance to look at our lovely faces while we attempt to not let our collective arsehole collapse. <laughs> um, tickets will be on sale on Friday the 18th of January and are priced at, at, well, are priced at £15 for what's going to be about three, four hours worth of entertainment. Uh, I'd just like to clarify that despite the gif on the Twitter, there will be no cabaret numbers on the show, um, but it will be magic, uh, so please do come along. Tickets are limited to 100, um, so dive on that link as soon as it becomes available, just to make sure you've got your ticket in time for the event. Uh, thank you very much, Tom. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you. Thank you very much, Graham. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.